Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your, at the moment, every other week podcast all about magic mushrooms, projectile cars, and the return of evil cleavage. I am your host, Abby, and this week we're doing things just a little bit differently with a format that I've been wanting to do for a little while, and I figured, while well, best on maternity leave, no one could stop me. I am joined this week by my lovely husband, Tyson. Tyson, say hello to the lovely people. Hello to the lovely people. Uh... Tyson doesn't watch Once Upon a Time much. I've seen at least one episode. So so far, he has seen at least one episode. So this week, we are going to be doing a recap while I recap an ep- a show that I've been watching religiously with a person who knows little to nothing about it. I knew Hugo and Claire. Yes, he, uh, and, and we'll get into this in a second, but, you're, but, but he, I, right before we turned on the episode, I was like, oh, it's the tiny episode. I just looked at him apropos of nothing and went, oh, you watch Lost, you'll be fine. As if this was some sort of crossover episode. It was good though. It kind of helped me get transition. I was able to ease into it a little bit. Yeah, this show has a lot of Lost Easter eggs in it. Like apartment numbers have, are specific to things. But again, I, you know, I didn't watch Lost. I no, I, I had my eyes open for like 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. No significance at all. None. None. No. I thought the polar bear and the smoke monster were, were a weird touch, but I guess callbacks and Easter eggs, right? It's all right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so as I ask all of my, my lovely co-hosts when they join me, what is your history with Once Upon a Time? Uh, well, I've been married to a fan of the show for quite some time now, uh, and I've I've heard the show being listened to or spoken about in the background oh well you're well that person sounds lovely and she sounds like she has amazing taste i hope i can meet her one day well maybe i've stumped him (laughs) (laughs) so what do you just so people can kind of get their heads around where you're at um entertainment wise what do you enjoy watching what's your uh what do you ingest what kind of entertainment do you ingest i am an action comedy buff but I also like the sci-fi fantasy stuff. So this wasn't too far out. Not too far. Not too I, far. I can dig it. This, this was a admittedly watching watching this show with you this week while you had your eyes on it completely. I realized how very melodramatic this show was today. And it was... You ever have like secondhand embarrassment about something you enjoy while someone else enjoys it next to you? You're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you got here on a bad week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Favorite movie. Mm. Why you gotta stump me like this? Don't, I, uh, wait, we are married. You should know my favorite movie. I. This is not a test for me. This is a oh. test for you. This um, is an icebreaker for the audience. Oh boy! You're supposed to be introducing yourself so they endear themselves to you. Okay, I do like the movies. I've been to a cinema. <laughs> the, um, so while he thinks, I'll just let everyone know that we found the ticket stub for the last movie we saw in theaters before the pandemic hit. Um, it was in February, and we went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Just the two of us, two grown adults without our baby dragon with us. And we went and saw Sonic, and we're like, I don't remember what the choices were, but I just remember going, I'm not sure we made the right choice. Haven't been to a movie theater since. And for the better part of three months, Sonic was being played by our baby dragon, daily i know the movie frontwards and backwards at this point that's true that's true i'm glad they went with the revision on how sonic was drawn because oh. it would have given our son nightmares it would have given me nightmares it still gives rough. me nightmares yeah. uh anyway so thank you for the time to You're think welcome. about that one yeah yeah so I, I realized you know my my style in movies is a mix between you know going way back but thinking about being a kid um you know either independence day nice or like Down Periscope. I never watched Down Periscope. There are two movies that 
you specifically introduced me to. Down Periscope is one of them. Mm -hmm. What's the other one? This is your quiz. There's four of them. There's four of the people. Sorry, not four movies. Oh, there's four of the people. Yes. One of them played Batman. And it's a movie that I introduced you to? Yes. It's a movie you were endeared to and is wildly problematic in 2021. <laughs> you know, uh, like when you make a copy of a copy? Oh, multiplicity. Yeah. That's right. He did play Batman. He did. He was Batman. Yeah. One of them was Batman. One of I'm th thinking number three. <laughs> but but yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, I listened to a podcast or something recently and they were talking about rewatching Multiplicity and being like, this movie does not hold up in the lens of 2021. Still very funny. So I've probably not seen it for five years. I don't know the parts that are problematic. Um, I think it probably has something to do with his wife having relations with all of the copies yeah unknowingly with the it's a it's a consent issue well it's definitely not ideal there's probably some other I jokes about the yeah. the anal retentive one being what yeah. uh, is is being coded as maybe homosexual which you know it's odd it's an odd choice i don't know the ins and out of it i just know that yeah. apparently it's landed on the problematic list again i also haven't watched it in five years yeah. i mean me i th i think and i know that's not what we're here to talk about but if i'm thinking about it it's you know, they're all individual pieces of him. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got a little bit of each of that in them. And that's okay. And that's kind of what his wife married. So none of them were distant to what she had married. I like this. This is like a subtle warning that one day there may be four of you wandering around. Like, <laughs> Listen, if I get a cop uh, an option to copy myself... I'm going to try it. It would make your job a lot easier. You could you could probably take care of like several different customers for your job. Right. All at once. Like yeah. there'd be almost no flying. It'd be like one week you just take care of everything. It'd be perfect. While we also go to Ireland and visit castles. Yeah. Also, hold on. Now I'm rethinking this whole plan. <laughs> back to Independence Day. Yes. Independence Day is another one. Uh, we quote that in the house. Oh, yeah. Almost daily. That and like Armageddon. I'm pretty sure we both know Armageddon's a good one. But yeah. We love our good doomsday alien space movies. Yeah. Action comedy. That's a good good spot. It's a good to be spot. In. Yeah. Early like the the late nineties, early two thousand just train wreck of movies. Like Yeah. There's just it, you just don't get it anymore. I mean you still get train wreck movies. Uh, yeah, but not I, I mean, now we're older for much not and they're like quality, not yeah. like the not like the old days when yeah. they had to send uh, drillers up to space because astronauts couldn't possibly <laughs> learn to do that. Movies haven't been movies since 94. Not back when they were moving. We used to call them talkies. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're here to talk about Once Upon a Time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That show that we just watched? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's season two, episode 13, Tiny. Uh, this is the return of our giant who we saw... And now I'm forgetting, but I believe it was earlier in the season. It's with with Beth's prolonged absence. It feels like we've been on season two for a while. Uh, but uh, for context, again, uh, Tyson has not been watching this as religiously, obviously, as I have like, you know, recapping it every single week. He just sort of showed up. So I pointed out a few things as we went along. So he'll ha he'll have some just interesting perspectives of um, someone who's like, I just like, that's a werewolf. That's Prince Charming. That's Snow White. That's their kid. Anyway, so where we're going to do this, since there's just like 15 different storylines, we're going to go through each one of them in their entirety instead of jumping around. Uh, we're going to start with Emma, Emma Rumpelstiltskin and Henry going on a uh, magic rocket ship trip. Uh, magic rocket ship. We're going on ship. a, going for a trip on my favorite rocket ship. Yeah, yeah I learned there's a barrier. Yes. Yeah. So there's a barrier, which was the first thing that needed explained. Why couldn't, why wasn't, weren't Emma and Henry involved? It's because they are outsiders. They do not have to be worried about it. Uh, but yeah, so Rumpel has his big um, scarf thing, mm -hmm. which I didn't explain this really to you, but basically that's, it's from his son who they're looking for and he's got magic potion. I saw the Whatever. like previously on. Yeah. It was all like they're pouring a potion on this scarf thing. Yes. So it is his totem. And for reasons passing understanding, they are going to fly to, I believe they're going to New York City because the flight's only 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're going to fly. And I don't know why they don't just drive. Have you ever driven in New York City? I, no, I have not. I've been near cars in New York City. Um, 
But I will also say, I, I don't know why Emma, a, a, a cognizant person in the real world in a post 9-11 world, wouldn't mm-hmm. go, that thing needs to stay around your neck. We cannot get on a plane. Because that's the biggest point of contention of the, the episode for this point of the story arc. I think she was secretly like hoping that he'd just forget who he was. And she just like, bye. <laughs> bye, girl. Like he just becomes a raving lunatic. Like he doesn't know what's going on. I mean, that would be an yeah. interesting end to his the story. The TSA, they go and arrest him, lock him away forever. And he didn't have to worry about it. And then Emma and Henry can just leave and never have to worry about things again. Interesting thought. Right. Hmm. Yeah, this this one was kind of like they want to fly him there because they don't want to have to do like road trip episodes, but they also wanted to kind of bend the rules. Rules they set up. I love it when they have to set up rules, but then they have to bend their own rules just for the sake of the story of, well, he has to take it off. So it's not going to affect him right away. Right. It's going to take a couple of minutes. So it has to go through the fast. He takes it off because he's being yelled at by a grumpy man behind them. Be like, what man? You never been on a plane before? And like don't be that guy at the airport guys <laughs> like everyone's slow like it's just I, I try to not be that guy it's hard you can be that in your head and i imagine with a mask on it's yeah. much nicer like because you know me i get mad all the time yeah. and if i have my mask on no one can see my resting bitch face and well it's probably not even resting when i get that mad it's just active <laughs> bitch face just so mad at the world right why is everyone reacting so angrily? Well, it's because you're death staring at them, honey. Yes, yes. So uh, anyway, they they take off his scarf and then it's like he's drunk. He's just kind of... Yeah, he seemed out of it before the scarf was off. So something is not right. Yeah, he seems a little weird the whole episode. Yeah. Just it seems like he kind of showed up to set drunk. So they were just trying to figure out how to deal with it. That's fair. Yeah, this old guy's off his rocker yeah, again. He lost let's, his mind. Let's shoot the weird scene. I don't know. We had some magic mushrooms that were turning people big and small, and he definitely got into them, and they affected him strangely. Yeah. I also don't know why, but in my head, this show was older than it is. And so when she ordered the the little Henry, mm-hmm. Henry to take off his shoes and put them in the basket, mm-hmm. I didn't realize we were in that decade. So it's like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, this was this was early uh, early 2000s. So like probably, I, I think we looked it up at some point, but 2008, 2009 okay. is when this was shot. So we were still coming off the whole shoes situation. Okay. So. I mean, I still have to take my shoes off. Sometimes. <laughs> I do sometimes. like it when the airport gets really behind and they're just like, ah, you know what? Eh, eh, it's fine. Yeah. If you, <laughs> bomb, no bomb, whatever. Just go through the line. We're too busy for shoes to be bombs. <laughs> Haven't seen a bomb shoe since 19 tickety two. It rhymed. Uh, so they, they get it back on him because it's the fastest x-ray machine in the world. They just, <laughs> and she pulls it off. and Metal throws. detector. No, it goes through the bin. It did go through. That's true. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That, yeah. Gotcha. <gasps> Wouldn't it have been weird if the radiation had extrapolated the magnet? <laughs> Just zoom, no more magic. Yeah, no more magic. Or maybe it mutated it in some sort of way. Well, now, why doesn't he have magic anymore? Well, I think because now that he's in the real world, like he unleashed magic. This is for everybody else here, but he unleashed magic in Storybrooke. And I think it's being contained within the bounds of the, of the, uh, of the town. So if he doesn't have magic. He normally has magic. Right. But why did why is his scarf still magic? His see, this is why we don't bring people who don't really watch the show. We don't need you poking holes oh, okay. in this okay. absolutely airtight thing. Honestly, I think it's just a he doesn't have magic, but magic totems are still working. Gotcha. So he's able to because I believe at some point when we when his son spoiler alert shows up, mm-hmm. I think he has something magic on him. I completely forget. I forget the whole introduction of the son again apologies but i i think magic things can exist but you can't create them like if you don't have magic you can't make them happen magic items yes production of magic no that's what i'm gonna go with that's how much dory brooke has a monopoly on magic correct well that was why they were originally sent there was because it was the worst land in the world it was a land without magic and then at the end of season two or is it season one, Rumple brings magic oh. to Storybrooke specifically. So when he leaves is when he realizes, which is when we get to the bathroom scene. Because Henry's excited because there's a Cinnabon. And frankly, who wouldn't be? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I have celiacs. I can't eat gluten, but I would throw it away for a, for a Cinnabon. Like, that would be the last meal. Like, what do you want? I want <laughs> Cinnabons, and I want them stacked on top of each other and eat them like a sandwich. Injected into my veins. Directly into my veins. Uh, and it's a big Cinnabon, too. We see it later, and I think he has two of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just sitting there, just shoving them down his throat. Which makes me feel better about the choices we make for our baby dragon. Like, So, like, Emma's letting her kid eat two uh, cinnamon rolls, and he turns out fine. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Rump goes to the bathroom and ha- flips out a little bit. He has a moment. He has a little moment, mm-hmm. uh, and decides he wants to see if he has, he, if he has magic abilities. And he does that in the most rational way, I think, a person could do it. I think he was working under the impression that he already, that he still had magic. Hmm. Okay. It was not a test, does he have magic? Oh, wait, I need to destroy this thing with my hands. Okay. So, yeah, so he just, he he punches the, what looks to be, I I think it was the uh, toilet seat cover dispenser. Oh, yeah. Just punches the shit out of it. And then he beats it up. I mean, I'll give it to him. He he really goes full Kyle on it, like slams a monster energy drink and then just starts beating into a wall. Uh, And his knuckles are now real bloody. And then Henry peeks his head in, (laughs) like, Hey, you can come out. It's like, it's a public bathroom, Henry. You can come all the way in. Like, you're allowed, but whatever. And so they get on the plane that is going... They're going to get on a plane that will probably take longer to ascend and descend than it will be in... Like, it'll probably get to the top. Yeah. And then come all the way down. Puddle jumper. Yeah. Puddle jumper. I've taken that flight before from, I believe... I want to say it was from Dallas to Austin, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or San Antonio to Austin. It was just one of those... I couldn't get directly into Austin... To go to Beth and Tim's wedding, so they put me on a smaller plane. A guy ordered a drink and ended up getting it for free because, like, she came, she didn't have time to come back for the money. Like, it yeah. was the perfect crime. He drank a Heineken, so I mean, I'd give it to him for free anyway, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, they get on the plane, and Rumpel's having what seems to be an anxiety attack for probably a number of reasons. Doesn't have his magic, not healing. Right. Gonna go see his long lost son, who they did not separate under great terms. Buckled into a fake leather seat inside of a steel tube that shouldn't be flying. Yeah, no, that's This fair. is a crime against humanity. This, we weren't meant to do these things. I don't have magic. If we crash, I'll also die. Right. And I'll never be reunited with my son. This Dun-dun. was against his plan. This is this is against everything he's written for. I like the Emma. And, like, Henry's also never been on a plane. He clearly does not care. Like, he's just like, this is great. I got a cinnamon yeah. roll. Well, he's what, like eight? He doesn't know mortality. I know. He doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't care. Mortality. I'm going to live forever. Right? Smashes a can on his forehead. That's that's literally the story. That's the story for them. Um, the other small, the even smaller story is the fact that Ruby goes to visit Belle because Belle is in the hospital slash an institution with Nurse Ratchet. And Belle doesn't know what's going on and no one's dealing with her correctly. And so Ruby shows up and says, hey, I brought a basket full of things that you like because I used to be your friend. And Belle tries to reach out to her as a friend and say, hey, I saw some crazy stuff. And Ruby tries to, like, bury it. Yeah. But it seems like it's a bad plan because it's not making her feel better because telling someone that they're crazy never really works. That's true. So. But, I mean, she had the perfect, like, gift to give to make up for calling someone crazy. Like, like I just gave you a book. It's Jules Verne. How are we not best friends? Yeah, exactly. Here is a book. Yeah. Here is a giant book that you wouldn't shut up about. And I definitely remembered. I I love the idea of that because I would also love the idea of her. Because she looked at it. She looked at it and she was like, cool. I don't care. Like, Because yeah. her cursed self, we never really explored her cursed self. Like she was just locked in like a mental ward. Hmm. Like a four by four room. And just like she had no thought. She was nothing. She was just a scared alone person. So I don't think she has any interest or hobbies. <laughs> so that's funny because when she was on Lost, I thought she had the same storyline. Really? Because boy, was she useless and lost. Oh, no. But anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Poor her. Oh, again, I didn't watch Lost. So I, yeah, no, she, she, this, Belle gets, Belle has nothing. She's just constantly been trapped for her whole life in this show. And it's very a big injustice to her. Um, okay. We like last week. She, she last episode, she got to go on an adventure, but then uh, like well, a meeting. good for her. I know she went on an adventure. She she got some. It's great, but 
so now she just gets a book and I, I'm, I almost expected her the way she looked at it to look at Ruby and go, I don't know how to read. Like that was the look she had on her face. Like, I, first of all, I don't know how to read. Second of all, if I could read, I wouldn't read Jules Verne. Like yeah. just throws the book. This is 400 pages. What am I doing? It's also a big like basket she had. There had to have been like food in there. You start with food lead with the, or like then with the well, other gifts, like here's muffins and meatloaf. Here's isn't she well she's like little red riding hood or is she the Slash werewolf? werewolf she's both i don't want to talk about that but <laughs> she's carrying a basket because that's the little red riding hood thing right like i imagine that's just her purse she her goes purse is everywhere a with a big, big basket yeah so she only had the book oh that she was probably going to go visit some other people right everything else is like tic tacs and car keys and ah uh, this is all the stuff else. she's got some oreos in a bag from like three weeks ago that she might eat later but they got kind of crunched so what are you gonna do like just a bunch of you know the stuff that you have in your purse you don't have a purse you don't, don't understand. have a purse you don't have you don't understand no i yeah. don't you just have everything in your purse stuff expired medication that's just rolling around with Maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to work on that. <laughs> well, you take one, you figure out what happens. It's a party. Like, yeah. guys, get exciting. Um, so, basically, Ruby tries to kind of push this under the rug and be like, oh, no, you're probably just seeing stuff. Because, you know, the morphine, crazy. And she's like, I'm not crazy. And in comes Nurse Ratchet with, as you noted, yeah, a very large needle. Very large needle. A needle that I assume you would only do, like like injections into like large tissue like an animal yeah like it wasn't super thick but it was as long as the syringe yeah it was just like comically huge like right. you were going to put this into someone's thigh like a weightlifter's thigh yeah as opposed to Belle, who has very wispy little arms i'm surprised it didn't poke back out of her uh, yeah. elbow <laughs> easily could have but then she fainted i assume either because of the drugs or the sight of the needle one or the other well, yeah um but then at the very end of the episode is when Ethan Embry, whose character I never remember his name, but he comes in and says, you're not crazy. I also saw it. He was the one that hit hook with his car. Yeah. Um, he showed up out of nowhere. There's a nefarious plot that shows up later because of this one, because it's, it's a weird season two plot. But uh, he's also from outside of town. So he's there on recon. Right. So he's there to be like, no, no, Bell. I also saw the fireball. Didn't see the healing of the bullet because I was busy hitting a pirate with a car <laughs> but anyway that's that storyline so we're gonna go to the past we're gonna talk about what happened uh before four times and then we'll talk about what happens with uh charming and uh, the before Snow. four the before four times. okay yeah we're going back to the enchanted forest um and we're gonna start out with uh we'll start with uh t poor tiny Tiny just just like shows up to dinner with yeah. his brothers and what I thought was his dad. Yeah. The so, Kurt Russell dad type. Yeah. Definitely like, a dad vibe. Dad vibe. But then it was like, no, we're brothers. And it was like, oh, so like you were the oldest mm. one. And then like mom just kept right. having kids well into her 40s. Like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about giants or how they're, you know, reproducing. Mm. But I definitely got a dad vibe. But maybe they all just like crawl out of the cloud ground and they're they're born like orcs i don't know so you want to you want to know how dwarves are born i guess they're hatched from eggs i require elaboration <laughs> i there's nothing to elaborate on the, the story about grumpy is literally that all the dwarves hatch from eggs. They're given a pickaxe that tells them what their name is, and then they go to work. There's no information about where the eggs come from. I have a theory about a very large lizard, or a very large dwarf lizard person. No. Oh. Uh, but I don't know. The eggs just appear, like, and like a bunch of them. It, it looks very much like um, the scene in I'll, I'll go with two movies, like the original, like the 2000s Godzilla. Okay. Or. Uh, a Wreck-It Ralph when that one the one from the one game crashes into Sugar Rush yeah. and then all those little eggs are underground uh -huh. like that's how the dwarves are the dwarves are in this like this underground thing just, uh, just dozens and hundreds of eggs and then they hatch from those eggs so like a dwarf queen like a queen ant type thing or yeah. a queen bee just yeah. like constantly just spitting out eggs mm -hmm. that's how dwarves are born so that's creepy you're so what I'm long roundabout way of saying your giant theory. Yeah. Not out of, could absolutely be true. Ah, uh, yes. So 
I'm a giant. I sprung out of the cloud I dirt. Bur- I was birthed from cloud dirt. Yes. Well, I mean, they live up in the clouds and apparently are sowing things in the dirt in the clouds. That's true. So there would enough- be dirt, yeah. Yeah, and he can apparently tell from his... I'm getting ahead of myself. Poor Tiny. He's the little, he's the short runt of the family mm-hmm. and he just, he's obsessed with humans. He's like got like a Marshall from How I Met Your Mother slash uh, Mr. Weasley from Harry Potter. <laughs> like he's the <laughs> shortest Minnesotan, but he's also obsessed with rubber ducks. Like loves humans, thinks they're great, likes the well, treasure. Well, the giants don't seem to be nice to him. So someone has yeah. to be nice. Boy, they're not nice to him. Right. They call him Tiny. That's not his name. His name is Anton. Unfair. He's so mean. And then they squish his harp. His gold harp, they smash it. Smashed. Smashed. And he's like, you know what? I don't need this. I'm going to go where I'm appreciated. So he goes down a beanstalk that just exists in the world that apparently is secret. Right. I don't know how you keep a secret beanstalk that goes from the ground to the to the clouds. But whatever. Magic. Magic. Flourish. Yeah. Uh, so what then happens is he, he goes to the bar and he's like looking in there with his eyeball. And no one seems to think it's weird, I guess. Neither is his stomping, this earthquake like Yeah, stomping. everyone's so drunk and having such a good time that they didn't notice this giant stomping oh, man. to could you, and from. Could you imagine, like, the pickup lines at that tavern where it's like, did you just feel the earth move? Nah, baby. I just looked at you for the first time. That's what I felt. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she'd be like, oh, my God, it's so great. Um, I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't, I haven't been in a bar and or flirting in well over a decade. I don't know. You've how been out of it anymore. for a while. I don't know. I don't know. And there were also like only men in that bar. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of pickup lines, Mm-mm. I'd imagine. It's a, well, I mean, I don't know what kind of bar it was. No, I, I agree. But it seemed like it was a, you know, end of the work day. We're just, you know, hanging oh, yeah. up our the, axes. And okay, yeah. This is the this is the getting a drink bar. before yeah. we go home type thing. So I think, and a lot of this too, is because a lot of the times they like to, and this is a a long conversation we get into about the male gaze, because I do think that the, at at one point, they, they're, we're going to go back here and we're going to introduce the, the sexy female character that is introduced. Um, and she is just absolutely, um, well, she's stunning. I'll give you that. Like, I'm not going to say it was gratuitous it was a little bit alarming uh but when she's first introduced she is making out with um david's twin brother james okay okay Um, let me rack my brain and see if i can think of who you're talking about there (laughs) all right i think i get it yeah yeah nice nice Uh uh-huh uh and so he's, so he, this is the part where I sort of, I, I laughed and I knew like, you're not, this isn't a joke for you, but basically, uh, when they introduced Hook as a character, he's only been around for this season. Uh, we suddenly started noticing that Charming started having a lot more like scenes where he was wearing tank tops or scenes in which he was showing ah. how sexy he was. So it was like a, did Josh Dallas go, uh oh, Colin O'Donohue's here. I start, need to start looking sexier again. Because when they cut to James, James is like, first of all, James is trying to like bed this beautiful woman who is in like what looks like bridal negligee because it's all white. It's all like the stockings up. He is in black leather skin tight pants. Yeah. And a big flowy, like almost like a pirate, like you would imagine like a Fabio pirate shirt where it's like only button up to the top, like bottom part of his rib cage and it's just billowing open. So you can see like the one necklace he's wearing. Father, welcome. It's like, oh no. Yeah, I think I know why the kingdom's running out of money. <laughs> I do too. How are they keeping this white that white? Just, oh hmm. no, it's just, it's just the leather pants just made me laugh. Um, and so anyway, he's he's making out with this woman, and uh, Dad shows up and is like, listen, there's a giant prowling around. Uh, I need you to go talk to him. And he's like, oh, you want me to kill him? And then this woman just, like, stands up, who has been insulted and not introduced at this point. Yeah. For reasons, but also because the dad's kind of a dick. Uh, She just kind of stands up, and she's, like, in all of her, like, sexy clothes. She's like, I would love to slay a giant. He's, like, looking at her like, what the? No. No, We're not killing. There will be no killing today. Hmm. Today. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. So... When Tiny is uh, down looking at the bar, he runs into James and this mysterious woman who is now in different clothes, but even more of her boobs are showing. They are, this is what we have fondly been referring to in a non, non super, not, 
not derogatory way. We're not trying to like body shame anybody, but we will notice that when costumed in Once Upon a Time, the evil characters, the ones that are up to no good, yeah. their chest is exposed and they're wearing the wondrous of bras and they're always pushed up as high as, as, as evil they are. Hey, it's a man's fairy tale world. Apparently. They need to put themselves out there to get ahead. <laughs> just, it's just like, I, I'm just leveling the playing field here. Yeah. So yeah, so you know immediately that this woman is up to, to, to no good because of how the Once Upon a Time costume directors have put her. Of course. Immediately a bad, bad seed. A bad side. seed. Yeah. Uh, they, they go and they talk to Tiny and they're like, no, we are the welcoming committee. We're so happy to see you, sir. Welcome to our humble place. You know what? I just happened to have a, ch- a chunk of mushroom yeah. that I got from a long-winded story to say that I got it from Wonderland uh, because I, I fought a jo- Jabberwocky and uh, it, I'm a badass like that. Uh, well, that's how you know they're legit. That's true. Had they come to welcome without anything prepared, that's not a legitimate welcoming committee. You can't trust Listen, them. You can't, you can't show up to a welcoming committee with a, without a small piece of a psychedelic drug. <laughs> And why would you? I know. And to be fair, Regina does it too. Welcome to Storybrooke. I also have mushrooms. <laughs> a frosted cookie that is a mushroom. It's a mu- yeah, it's a crunchy mushroom. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that line from um, Super Troopers. <laughs> you made like $80 worth of mushrooms. <laughs> I'm going to need that back. <laughs> like $80. $80. Uh, she's like, no, no, no. Take some of this. It will make you normal sized. I'm pretty sure. I haven't tested it on myself. Guys, don't don't taste anything without other people testing it with you. Like, it just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, here's a strange thing that I've... It's just eat some. It's fine. Now, but he managed to nail the dosage on True. the first try. True. He could have really undershot it. Yeah. And uh, although if he would have done it a little bit better, he could have not been referred to as tiny. He could have been the tallest person there. Like, he only ate yeah. a nibble just to come down a couple of feet. Yeah. And not been... He'd have been alarming, but not, like, scary alarming. Yeah, I'd have probably kept like eating just a little bit until I'm down to maybe, I don't know, seven and a half feet. Pops the whole thing in his mouth and now we can put him in our pocket. Yeah. Uh, so he eats some and, uh, and, and the mysterious woman introduces herself to him and the rest of us. Her name is Jacqueline, but all, everyone calls her Jack. Jack. It's Jack. Oh, no, it's Jack. Jack and the Beanstalk. It's... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I know that was a little... I, it was very nuanced. It's a very nuanced yeah. reveal. So I wanted to make sure that you were up to speed. I know you're Got not it. A, yeah. a scholar at Once Upon a Time like I am. So they go to a bar and uh, Jay, James leaves him alone with Jack to, to work her feminine wiles. Just be like, oh, we're so poor. Yeah. The, the, the crown is in debt. Poor little tiny... Was no match for that. No, no, he was not. He's like, uh, we've got gold. I will give him one thing, though. He didn't out the fact that they still had magic beans. She's like, man, if we just had a magic bean. That's true. That would solve all our problems. And he's like, oh, we don't have any of those. But we do have lots of gold. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, oh, my God, it's so great. It's so amazing. And he's like, yeah, I'm a hero. So he goes uh, back up the beanstalk. Mm-hmm. And he is throwing stuff in his in his little satchel. He's throwing as much gold as he can, and and then he has the um, brother dad. Brother dad. <laughs> <laughs> he has brother dad. Is like, what do you do? He's like, I found people that love me and don't call me tiny. They call me my real name, and I just have to give them this exorbitant amount of money uh, because they're getting me into a Ponzi scheme where I sell a shampoo to all of my high school friends. I've known I, them seven hours. They gave me drugs and beer, and I'm giving them best. gold. They're my best friends they took me out drinking it's great it's amazing i'm going on tour with them we're following (laughs) fish we're going to a five-day sit-in concert it's gonna be terrible there's no showers but i love all of them so much oh we're all getting grateful matching grateful dead tattoos have we listened to any grateful dead no but the purple bear rocks anyway uh, you know, brother dad is like, no, you can't go. Humans are terrible. He's like, they're not terrible. They're not terrible at all. They're awesome. As if some sort of Seinfeld Kramer like entrance is when the humans arrive. Yeah. Uh, James and Jack have climbed the beanstalk with their tiny little knives and they're like, we are here to take over. You know, I feel it should have taken a couple extra days for them to get up. Yeah, right. I yeah, like I think Tiny could have made it in just like a few. Like once he got big enough, it was like just like a one-two punch, like climbing a stepladder. But for them, yeah. it was like. Well, it looked like it. It took him like an hour or so to climb down 
mm-hmm. just size-wise. Yeah. So it should have taken them a few days to get up. They would have had to have established a base camp at 15,000 feet. Like, there's no way they were able to do that in a day. Of course, and yeah. They, they haven't trained for this. They don't have the mm-hmm. oxygen and the lung strength for this. And I saw no Sherpas. Oh, this this once upon a time just falling apart on episode 13. I know, right? I'm uh, okay with giants in the cloud growing beans, yeah, but I draw the line. No base camp on the way up. <laughs> Zero training likely story. Right. I love both of their outfits by the way. They showed up they climbed this whole thing in what I assume is two and a half days, uh, but looking flawless. Mm-hmm. James's outfit looked 10 out of 10. I mean, extra as hell. Doesn't look like it's a battle outfit. Looks like it's a, I'm here to make sure you know that the war is here and then I'm going to leave. Right. Because uh, that's what he does. He doesn't do any fighting. He just goes and starts grabbing as much gold as he can. Um, but they said that like the humans were attacking and all the other people were being slain and I didn't see any other humans. Yeah, Where did they go? I don't know. I don't know how they got up there either. Like that's a lot of people. Yeah. Like they don't show any of this. So this was all a little bit sus at best. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I we never see maybe a, a budget call or something. Yeah, probably. Okay. You never see another single person up there. Like it is just yeah. brother, dad, tiny Jack and James. Like that's all you see. That's you it? never see any other fighting. Uh, but the. Except that fireball in the air that should have probably taken all of the humans out. Also as well. Yeah, it's just like, just yeah. shoot up there. Are the humans going to die? Eh, they're, they're the first wave. It's probably fine. Uh, so The pawns go fast. Jack, Jack takes out Brother Dad uh, with a with a stab to the stab to the Achilles. The, I think just the foot. Just the foot. Yeah. But apparently, so the, the swords are poisoned, which is something we learned in Tiny's first episode, that the swords are poisoned against giants. Um, and so just stabbing him was all they needed. It was all very like, um, Oberyn Martell, Game of yeah. Thrones, like I'll stab you, but I'm going to also poison my sword. So, I mean, like giants are really close to people though. Right. So wouldn't the giant poison just be poison? Regular poison. Yeah, probably. But I feel like you'd need even more poison. Like I feel like a little tiny daggers where, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it depends on the poison, I guess. Just a super poison. This is super poison. Cause it yeah. takes him a little while to go down, uh, you know, to affect him. He's so he, he goes, but he, uh, he takes out Jack kind of with him, like just yeah. throws her to the ground and uh, he stabbed her. He stabbed her. That's yeah. right. Uh, and what we see is a uh, callback to the first episode. When Emma gets up there, she sees a skeleton reaching towards Jack's blade. That's her body going, I can't quite reach. Uh, so she dies there. So she's dead. Oh. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, but she is calling out for. Uh, James and James is like, I got a kingdom to save, babe. I don't want to tell you. You know how it is. And takes his Santa Claus sack of, of gold, and he gets out of there because he is a monster. What's he gonna do? He did not seem magical at all. No, but he it's not could like have he's taken... gonna save her from sword stabby in the chesty from a giant. Listen, David would have taken them to Rumple and found a way to save her and or at least given her an honorable burial not just let her die up in a palace alone you're gonna carry her down and all the gold well, she's already dead he could have probably just thrown her down <laughs> i'll climb down and get you later when she wasn't uh, dead before she's definitely dead now that'll do it he's not a hero but he's not a monster he's Ooh. trying his best so he leaves. Uh, Tiny has a, a deathbed conversation with Brother Dad and is just like, you know, like, oh, here is a piece of the beanstalk. It will grow more beans. You'll know the time. Even though I just sent you to take out every single bean. Never grow them again. Never grow them again. And definitely don't grow them up here because he salted the earth. Like right. it was a it was a burnt, uh, turn and burn. Like it was everything's gone uh, and nothing will grow here again. So I was like, well, don't worry. You'll know the time. I was like, this guy's loopy on toxic, like toxic poison. Just like, yep. you'll know what to do. Like, here you go. I like the idea that it's not actually a bean sprout. Like it was just something like, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> just gave him a piece of a dandelion. Yeah. Nice. Maybe that little corn stalk that he got or whatever. Yeah. The ear of corn. Yeah. The first thing we see with Tiny, they're all reaching for food. And he reaches and he grabs and he grabs just like an empty ear of corn. Who's prepping that meal? Just be like, <laughs> someone's going to get nothing. I thought sure. it was a carrot, which made it really weird. And then mm. everybody's eating corn. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, so they kill all the, all the giants, all of the, all of the magic beans have been destroyed. Um, and so obviously when, when Tiny eventually sees the face of James, he gets very upset. That is the 
that is how the giants were destroyed. Mass genocide by James and his evil father. Um, that wraps up that story and explains why in one of the previous episodes, Tiny was so very against humans. Hmm. Um, so we're going to cut forward here, uh, go back to Storybrooke present day. And <laughs> Charming and Snow are just like, Charming's putting his guns in his holsters. He's all excited about his shoulder holsters. He's like, I miss my sword. And she's like, oh, it's too bad. Hand me my bow. Yeah, he's she- mounting up and getting a bow. I like that they both have like, none, neither one of them have like a melee weapon. They just have long distance. I mean, a gun could be a melee weapon, though. Well, yeah, you, sh- you well if you do everything in the superhero movies, you shoot until your clips clean, and then you throw the gun at them. Right. Yeah, that doesn't really work. Ever. I, mean, I guess you could hit someone with your bow, but I mean, I think it would. Legolas did it a lot. That's true. Although Legolas probably had a special bow, like like an elfin bow, like that probably doesn't like bend or break. Yeah, probably. Also, Clint Barton does it, but also it's Marvel, yeah. so who knows. Anyway, they're going to go and they're, and they find, they take Hook out of his hospital bed because he just got hit by a car and they just make him trudge and go find the, uh, go find the invisible ship. They bring Grumpy to just kind of say weird melodramatic one-liners the whole time. Yeah. Tell him, sister. You better do that or you'd be smart. Dwarves don't, just a whole lot of, just very Leroy, very Grumpy, very... They lead him to the ship, and that's where we find out that apparently Cora has brought a giant with her. Uh, it's underneath this cloth, and apparently Hook has never looked before. He was just like, eh, it's none of my business. So is Cora real? Like, have we seen Cora? Cora is real, yes. Cora, uh, Cora has met with Regina already. Of course we've seen Regina. Yes. Okay, she cool. was in, like, one of the last episodes. She is, she's back and around town um, and basically is here to wait until Regina gets to her lowest point so that they can bond and be a, a team of evil. Ah, that sounds healthy. Yes, it's yeah. very healthy. A very good mother-daughter relationship. Okay. 10 yeah. out of 10. We'll bond when everybody's at the bottom. Exactly. I We're like going to make sure she is at her lowest possible breaking point. It's what the army does. You break them down, then you build them up so that they they bond to you. Well, it seems effective. Yeah, okay. so it's, it's going great, and I bet nothing will, no problems will come at all. Perfect. So Cora is around. She's not in this episode. Uh, so they find... They go, they're like, well, well, we're going to let this giant out of this cage. It's probably normal that he's in this cage. He gets, he wakes up yeah, uh, and immediately sees David and freaks out, obviously, because he thinks he's James and he thinks that he's a, he's a genocidal lunatic. So when I'm watching this, I, I'm seeing them unlock the cage mm-hmm. that clearly has wide enough bars where she could have reached her hand through and woken him up. Mm-hmm. And then they could have communicated Mm -hmm. and negotiated his release. Mm -hmm. But instead, Mm -hmm. she just opens it up and nudges him awake and all hell breaks loose. Uh Okay, I wanted to make certain that I was seeing the same thing. Snow and Charming are, they're good to a fault. So they, well, if Cora put him in there, he's probably a good guy imprisoned falsely. Clearly good. Okay. And so we we need to open up. We don't take any precautions. We leap, then look. All right. There's just, as as we saw later in the episode with a lot of their decision making, just not a whole lot of foresight in in their plans. Well, I'm certain this is the only time it's ever gone back. Absolutely only time. You're seeing a very rare time when Snow and Charming make a very, very crazy not well thought out decision. Okay. This will okay. never happen again. Well, good deal. Man, do I feel lucky. I know. Wow. The iconic episode. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, he freaks out. He's like, murder you. And then like leaves. Uh, okay. So they're like, oh no. And they just come to the conclusion very quickly just because they have to being like, oh, well, no one would be mad at me. I'm David. I'm amazing. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. There must be mad at my evil twin. Sinister. Regi- <laughs> Regina finds him. Because she knows that he's on the loose. Mm-hmm. And gives him the cookie mushroom. Yes. It, it works. Why is it crunchy? Why it's been it... in her pocket for who knows how many years. Ew. Ew. Like, I imagine it's just been sitting in that pocket. That pocket. She's been carrying it just waiting. Yes. I I do love just how random and flippant they are about like, like but that is like, again, I'm not, yeah. not a big drug user. But anyone that I talked to that had, like, any sort of... It was always just like, yeah, I keep it all here in this smelly pocket. Oh, it's been in this backpack. Oh, it's been raining on this... But no, this is fine. It's just like, just... If you're already going to make some some risky decisions, let's make some risky decisions with hygiene as well. 
That's true. And the last time that he was given drugs by a human, it did not turn out well for him. Right. He was really quick to accept this. Don't do drugs, kids. You'll you'll be you'll be duped. Yeah. <laughs> so he eats it. And it makes him a giant. And so then he's like, yeah, I'm big again. So what am I going to do? I'm going to terrorize this town of things that I don't understand. Because obviously he's he's a giant. He's only ever been in like the story or in fairy tale land. So he doesn't know what cars are. But he does know what cars can do. And they are fly through the air magically. And sometimes they start on fire when they land, which must have been very exciting for him. Like a small kid with those little poppers and oh, July. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, man. If I just keep throwing them. What if I throw three of them at once? Yeah. These boom smashy things. Yeah, right. I can throw through the air. The trick is you got to throw the older cars. They'll, they'll go boom a lot better. They would, yeah. They would go, yeah. They make a lot more satisfying of a crunch sound probably too. Oh, I bet. Uh, so they're terrorizing it. And this is when Charming and Snow uh, try to reason with them. Mm-hmm. And their reasoning goes very poorly because of what Tiny then points out to them of, oh, no, 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 it's not me you're mad at. It's my brother. We look exactly the same. I'm a good guy. Right. And then Snow says, no, no, no. Emma, you know that one human that you like? She's our daughter. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's not here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, Tiny points this out and just goes, huh, seems pretty convenient that anyone I'm looking for isn't here. Hurls a car. <laughs> so they make a run for the pier, I guess. And uh, the only thing that slows down Tiny, I do like that they made this note, that, that Tiny would have caught them very quickly with his giant strides. Yes. Uh, so to slow him down, they, obviously the power lines uh, slowed him down. So they could have a conversation while they ran, while Tiny was in the back, just like running through spider webs in the woods. Like, ah, oh, like. You know, you're flailing and you, you mentioned the power lines part and my head just like jumped, ADD folks, um, to the, the power line 5000. What? If you listen to each other. You know, they, um, the, a goofy movie. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. It's like, the what? Running through, we got power lines. He's kind of like dancing, being shocked. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a fun edit. <laughs> That, that would, would be that would, the Venn diagram of people that would appease is very thin. <laughs> it's almost eleven, I would imagine. Um, it's eleven, maybe twelve, maybe yeah. a full dozen. Yeah. Uh, so they get there, and then Jane, or sorry, David is just like, "No, I'll let you have me if you spare the town." This is the part where you're supposed to go, "Oh, James sucks. David rules," because David is trying to save the town. James wouldn't right. even save one single lady that he thought was pretty and liked to kiss on. That's Prince Charming versus Prince Not Tight charming. Leather Pants. <laughs> Prince Tight Leather Pants? It's the first it's the first unedited copy of a Harlequin romance. <laughs> ah, Prince Leather Pants. Or a really bad porn. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Or a spectacular D D bard. Ooh. Ooh, the stats on Prince Leatherpants. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. I'm going to need to see a character sheet for Prince Leatherpants, <laughs> the bard. Any species, I think. Or any, not species, race. Race, Is yeah. it race? Okay. Yeah. I, I really enjoy uh, Critical Role and Dimension 20, which I found on TikTok. Uh, never played. <laughs> never played. It's been a long time since I've played, but all the rules always you, enjoyed. All yeah. the D&D rules you probably know are defunct. Oh, I'm certain. 100%. Yeah. Uh, David decides that he's going to give himself up to save the town. I didn't quite understand what happens next because then Tiny goes, that's fine. I'm happy to do that. Then leaps to him. Mm-hmm. And then Snow pushes him out of the way. And then Tiny ends up in the dirt in a big hole. But the- Leapy crush thing, giant breaks through it looked like they were near the docks yeah right so mm-hmm. it was just weak ground that i guess magically there had the been a is. perfectly bored hole yeah i don't know what the plan on. here was like i don't yeah. understand like i don't understand what david's plan was i don't understand what snow's plan was and i also don't understand what tiny's plan was because he definitely had that like hulk leaping thing going on where yeah. i'm gonna leap real hard i like hulk smash we got we moved david out of the way I, yeah well so charming was Doing the, I'm going to sacrifice myself right. for my people. Okay. And Snow is doing the, 
I disagree, and I'm your wife, and I actually know what's right, so I'm going to push you out of the way. As wives do. And then, obviously, Mushroom Man is in a Hulk smash mode and just wants to break through the ground. It's just all very quick, very confusing. Uh, So, anyway, perfectly timed. Mm -hmm. Because his mushroom, he... On his, on his Mario mushroom, he hit yeah. the ground, lost his power, took fall damage, so now he's small again. Uh, and then he hangs by a pipe. Uh, pipes that were filled with nothing, apparently. Not bursting full of water. Or old s- pipes. Old pipes. Pre, old Pre-magic rust- pipes. Old rusty pipes. And so they go down to save him. They get a truck. They get some rope. Uh, the whole Thick town rallies rope. very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And then and Charming goes down to save him. Saves him. Uh, and then... In in classic tiny fashion, it's just like you guys are my best friends now. Yeah, I've known you guys for six minutes. Remember when I wanted to kill you before? Don't want to do that anymore. I'm gonna tell you all my deepest darkest secrets. I'm part of this now. You are the good humans. Yeah, I immediately trust you. Yeah, no, I've met a bad human. They sucked. You, you, I like. Yeah. So they take him to Granny's because it's the only place to go. And they're like, No, 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 it's great. She makes great lasagna. Granny makes everything. Mm-hmm. In season, I believe. Seven? Uh, they do like a flash forward and they talk about how Granny's is now making poke bowls. Okay. So, like, so uh, just your thought. If you walked into like a small town and it was like a little like diner sort of like diner, yeah, diner vibes. Yeah. And they're like, what would you like? And they handed you some giant menu and it was like, you could get meatloaf, lasagna, a poke bowl. You could also get hot chocolate or beer. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I would order the tuna melt. <laughs> I think that's the safest choice no matter where you go. Because it's got to be cooked. <laughs> Maybe if the tuna's cooked, you'd be fine. No, no. It, it's guaranteed to go bad, but at least I know it'll just go bad where I just throw it up and I'm done. <laughs> Ew. Everything else is an unknown substance. I guess that's fair. Yeah, it, it has like... Granny's always has like a... like Any moment Gordon Ramsay's about to kick in the front door and make her pare down her menu... <laughs> You have too many things. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like you, you're you're in the red constantly because of all of this garbage you're ordering. Everyone only orders these three things, but for some reason you also have this other sixty yeah. things. You've got this seventy dollars steak on the menu, and you can continuously have thawed meat that no one ever orders. Why does no one order the Wagyu beef? <laughs> uh, she went to the trouble of yeah. getting actual Kobe beef one time, and no one ordered it. Yeah. yeah. It just uh, went bad. This went bad. But there's a giant mm-hmm. from a simple town, mm-hmm. simple family. Mm-hmm. There is no way he knows what a lasagna is. Not a chance in hell. So you've got this dwarf going, she makes something. Yeah. She makes mumble word. Yeah. And he 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 does the thing that I do. Ah, cool. I'll look yeah. it up later. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I'm going to go live in the forest. I'm going to go. It's <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It sounds terrifying. Yeah. But we also have beer. Maybe I'll stay a little bit longer. I'll stay beer, for the you beer. Say? Beer, you say. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, you guys are cool. And then shows him his deepest, darkest secret. He has the, the little bit of a beanstalk and the, the most coveted thing in the yeah. universe. Yeah, immediately willing to just, uh, just flip uh, again. Bless his little soul. Like, he is yeah. just... He is the embodiment of the phrase "sweet summer child." Like I think so. Yeah. He he has witnessed horrors at his own naivete, and yeah. learned nothing. Yeah. Not a thing to the face of the person who betrayed him before. Like you look like the evil guy, but I'm gonna take your word because you saved me. Like no evil guy would save me, so I must totally believe you. Right. You must be fun. the good one. Uh. So they're like, "Yeah, it's cool. Let's go look at our dirt." And so Tiny goes and looks at the dirt and he like rubs it through his fingers and he goes, mmm, minerals. <laughs> dirt, it's wet. It's wet. It's got minerals. I bet this is work. He asks no question about the climate. Yeah. Do you guys get snow? Is it get super hot? Like maybe the beanstalk can't deal with frigid cold, frigid, or like frigid heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I bet it would not handle frigid no, heat. I could not handle frigid heat. That just no. sounds terrible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like there's a whole thing with zones in the United States where it's like certain things only grow in certain regions. Like yeah. you got to ask some more questions, Tiny. What are you doing? He I don't think he would know. He would never know. Yeah. He yeah. he wasn't the one that in charge of planting them. He was just in charge of harvesting and harvesting and planting two different skill sets. And destroying. And destroying. 
Uh, so they go and they look at it and they're like, yeah, me and the dwarves are going to help you. And yeah. then I like this joke. I like this joke. It's like, aren't you minors? Eh, works, work. Work, work. It, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> More plebs are needed. More plebs. <laughs> so they hand him a pickaxe. The whole episode, he just tried to insist that his name was Anton. He didn't like being called Tiny. Right. He didn't like being called Tiny by his brothers. He has handed the axe. The magical axe tells him his name is Tiny. Yes. Why is the axe roasting him? That's because he grew as a person. He finally accepts who he is. So he's going to take a punch to the shoulder from a magical pickaxe. Forever. Forever. Well, it will change, though, because we've learned when ha- when when Grumpy was born, he was dreamy. And then he got his heart broken, and now he's grumpy. Oh. Because he was burned. And they say you can't change your stars. Exactly. See, A Knight's Tale was a true story. Yeah. Uh, so he gets that, and then Charmy's like, wait a minute, I was in the mines. <laughs> he was like, uh, you weren't a dwarf. Neither is Tiny. <laughs> I don't, whatever. Anyway, then they all start picking at the ground and singing hi-ho. Yeah. They have one piece of bean. It's a competition. Who can dig the best hole? They don't sure. know how deep to make it or how long to So they're all going to dig make a, it. Oh, like it's like a master class, like a yeah. like a British Bake Off kind of thing where we're all going to dig a hole and then like Paul Hollywood's going to walk around. But Paul Hollywood in the scenario is, is tiny and go, hmm, hmm, like this one, soggy bottom. This one's not big enough. Perfect. 10 out of 10. Star Baker. No, that's fair. Yeah. It's not good if your hole has a soggy bottom, I guess. No hole should have a soggy bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, so this is the part where the show wraps up like a, like a Lord of the Rings show. I, I think I made the comment too, where it's like, it's yeah. got 15 endings because we get the ending with, with Bell and Ethan Embry's character of like, da, 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 it's this thing. And then it's, I then never get, remember that dude's name. Like I, Ethan Embry. How do you know that? Ethan Embry? I love He's Ethan Embry. He's in a Embry. lot of shows and I like him. I love Ethan Embry. But I never go like, oh yeah, that's Ethan Embry. I go, it's that guy. But I'm so also conf- probably time bad with he, names. No, first of all, confession time. When he was in Las Vegas vacation, little bit of a crush on him. Oh, that's true. He was rusty so I in knew Las his Vegas name. vacation. And then he showed up in things and I was like, I like this guy. Like yeah. not crush like my Carl Urban or Michael Fassbender yeah. crush, but like definitely like he's kind of cute. I get it. And I learned his name. You learned his Okay. No, that's so, fair. That's fair. Yes. I learned his character name in the movie and for some reason that sticks. That one stuck. But I can't remember people's actual name. Well, that's true in your regular everyday life. No, that's very true. You remember true. people. We'll go out to restaurants. and will be like, I know her. How? I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's her name? Also don't know. Like, <laughs> Not a clue. He can recognize a face for anybody. Who they are or what their names are, total miss. I recognize it. Can't place it anywhere. This is why you, you aren't super into sales. Like you're good at sales, but not yeah. great at sales. Yeah. yeah I, I should not be doing anything where people have to like rely on me or... Or know that I know them. To be fair, that's why Zoom is probably great for salespeople because the name is always just there. It is. It's just there. The emails are there. You don't have to show up and guess people's names. They show up with their name tag on. It's perfect. Yeah. No one's going to be able to. Like, the skill set of remembering people's names has died off in 2020. uh so snow and snow and charming have this little conversation about you like oh i missed the adventure that was so fun because snow was an adrenaline junkie who just lives off the adventure and he's like you know we could go back and she's like no we have to stay here because of emma right our daughter who we haven't seen we didn't get to raise and she's now a 28 year old woman and charming's like uh she could fend for herself sorry sir do you not want to deal with your daughter like she's grown up we've moved on it's because he's a realist but also didn't catch on to the fact that she was kind of seemingly like, you know, hinting towards something. Uh, so two things. I, I, I don't remember where this storyline goes. I've made this clear episodes at a time. Like I'm just having in a fog about what the rest happens of season two. I'm not a hundred percent sure that someone isn't currently Cora. Like someone isn't. Like, Cora's not pretending to be somebody. Oh, okay. And so I tracked that as being odd from Charming to be like, I don't want to be anywhere near my daughter. Like, I just want to leave. Let's just, like, go back and never look back. Hmm. And I think Snow also noticed that. I could be completely wrong. But I would also like to point out that in the entirety of the podcast and the existence of Once Upon a Time, no one has ever said, Charming, yeah, that guy, realist, 100%. <laughs> 
So congratulations. You're well, a pioneer. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I mean, it, for that particular piece. In that particular moment, Charming. Definitely a realist. He knows his realist. daughter is like older than him. <laughs> I'm guessing. I cannot yeah. place ages at no, all. No, and they're all the same age. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like I was looking at the, the Regina yeah. earlier when she was at the door and mm-hmm. I'm like, evil queen, but also is she mid 20s mm-hmm. or 40s? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She's, yeah, because she's, uh, she's Snow White's evil stepmother. Like, of it, course. Which is so strange to watch. It, like, it was yeah. even funnier because the the king that she marries looked, is it was was Toby from uh, West Wing? Toby. Toby. So it was just like this weird, like, old man with this, like, just much younger woman who was trying to look like the mother of this other young woman. It was a mess. Uh, I will say, costume-wise, Snow White's, like, uh, tailored jacket with her little beret and her short hair and her, like, power eyebrows. Oh, yeah. That is a look that I wish I could pull off. And I think I've tried a number of times, but uh, like, it's something about how she is. It's just, she's a gorgeous woman. And like, I loved this outfit. And the whole time it's just like, I haven't washed my hair, so I will be wearing a beret today. <laughs> I look amazing. Uh, so that, yeah. So they're still in the conversation about going back, not going back. And Tiny also never really mentioned how long it would take for these beans to grow. Like, there's not like a, hey... Hmm. These are like, cause plants a lot of times like, you know, like corn, it takes a full summer for them to grow. Sometimes like, like strawberries have to grow in the summertime they, or springtime, they grow really fast and then they don't really survive this. Right. Sometimes plants, especially when they come from like a seed, they, they take a while before they start fruiting, especially like a tree. Yeah. So like a beanstalk that has to be like all the way to the sky. I don't think it has to be that big before it. Fruits. You don't know. We also never saw the fields. That's true. So we don't know because is there like a second level Mario style of like the beanstalk that went from the ground up from like Middle Earth to like the, I forget what they called. I was trying to make a Lord of the Rings reference and I forget what they called the heavens in Lord of the Rings, but it doesn't matter. But do you also have another one that goes up to the next level of like this is where the beans are in the clouds and then they go up to this very celestial level? Oh. That's where we get into like all of the like, see. uh, I'm thinking they're going to be more like soybeans. Yeah, I think so, too. Where they're just, you know, knee high. But he gave him an most. axe. Ankle high. He gave him an axe to, to take down the the beans. I thought, so. I honestly thought that that was an unlit torch. <laughs> I don't know. I read it as an axe. Okay. okay. Maybe we were just supposed to see what we were supposed, like, just what we assumed yeah. it was. So The top fell. The, <sighs> the top didn't fall. It wobbled a little bit. It didn't fall. Also, it wasn't his totem. You know what? We're not going to do this. <laughs> We're not going to do this. The marriage will not fall apart on this podcast. But anyway, uh, I was going to say, I just had a cool idea about like if, if one of the seasons was like uh, Storybrooke, but visited by all of the um, um, astrological signs. Because hmm. we did Greek mythology. Like they go to Hades. And they, they meet Hades because obviously like Hercules and stuff like that. So they do that. And then so we do some like Greek mythology stuff. Okay. It'd been cool if they would have just been like, Battle in the Stars or something like that. The CGI would have been 10 Just out of 10. Attacked, attacked by like a giant scorpion or something? Yeah, like a big scorpion. And then they have to like weigh out, like measure the scales with Gemini. Is it Libra? Is Libra's the scales? Is Gemini's there's two of them? I don't know. All I want is a centaur because Sagittarius group rise up. What are you again? I forget. I always, you're Aries, right? I'm an Aries. You're Aries. Yeah. I always, for some reason, thought April was Leo for some reason. But hmm. you don't have Leo energy. I know no. nothing about stars. I have awesome energy. You have awesome energy? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Aries. There he is. I'm an Aries. <laughs> there he is. Yes. Anyway, that's the episode. We did it, everybody. This was not nearly as big of a train wreck as I thought it was going to be. Thank you. You are welcome. Yeah. Boy, we have chemistry. We should date or something. Ooh. Ooh. What are you doing after this? It's like we've not. It's like we've been locked in a house for a full calendar year together. I know, right? Yeah. Don't uh, worry, I could still ruin this this whole podcast thing that you're doing. I, I could ruin it I right to, here. I need, to, I, need to, I need to. I need to wrap it up. Anyway, yeah. uh, but, uh, uh, so if you would like to follow us, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Our Facebook Our group. I apologize. I'm trying to wrap up fast before he ruins everything. Gets us all canceled. Facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can follow us on Twitter. Twitter, uh, I think it's OUA timing. I don't have it on in front of me. I apologize. You can follow me mm. on Twitter at just underscore Abby. 
the Luddite that's sitting across from me does not have social media. Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah, don't follow him on social media. He doesn't have them, and if he does have them, it was only because he wanted to flirt with me online when we first started dating, and then he gave them up after we got married. Yeah. 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 So. So don't, any, anything you find on social media is not me. So it's perfect. <laughs> follow someone else. Follow anyone else. Who should they follow? Um, anyone you don't tell them to follow Wall Street Bets. No, yeah, no, that's a horrible idea. Um, to the moon. To the moon. I mean, I am a follower, so you should not follow. Yeah, don't do as he says, not as he does. Right, right. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a good guy. Yeah, it's a good dude. Collects typewriters. Yeah, real nice guy. If you're not already following Tom Hanks, I would encourage it. If you don't know who Tom Hanks is, he's an indie actor a lot many of you would have heard of. Yeah. Small-time films. Small-time no films. Real, just like yeah. just real indie guy. Yeah. Just real salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. Well, guys, that was this week. Um, I, I'm not sure who our co-host will be next week. I will keep it a surprise. My money's on the cat being the host next time. Oh, no, the cat won't talk about it. The dog would talk about it. She That's true. A lot of whining. Yeah. That you may have already heard on the podcast. We locked her out of the room. She is unhappy. Well, that's pretty normal. That is pretty normal for her. All right, guys. So I will talk to you in a couple of weeks for episode 14 as we continue on the mystery of who Ethan Embry is and why he's here. Because none of us remember. He's here because he doesn't know how to drive. Anyway. I'm sorry, he did exactly what he wanted to do. He ran over a pirate. Mm, successful crash. Hitting pirates with my car. Check off the bucket list. Uh, so Tyson, I probably won't hear from you on the podcast next week. Uh, but I mean, I'm going to talk to you in a couple of minutes. So I'll talk to you later, man. Alrighty. And it's your call if I'm here again or not. So I don't know. Just, just all of our, our podcast rating is just going to go straight in the <laughs> trash. So. Uh, sorry about that. Who brought this guy? Who brought this guy? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Sam. Well, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 